Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you guys all so much for hopping on with us again today. Uh, we have a really awesome guest uh, talking about one of my favorite things to discuss in franchising uh, technology. As uh, many of you guys know, um, you know, technology is a large part of why Ryan started this podcast originally and why I was interested in becoming part of it um, a couple months later. And so really happy to uh, talk about something that I'm that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, before we do that, though, I would love to obviously talk about a couple things at the top of the house here. Uh, as always, uh, the two components um, are, of course, switchboard, uh, Franchise Switchboard, which is on FranchiseOrders.com. If you are listening and you are looking uh, to talk and connect with some people in the franchise space that are looking to hire, uh, please go on to Franchise Switchboard, and that's being hosted by FranchiseOrders.com. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about some jobs that are posted on there, or if you'd like to use that as a resume drop as well, please uh, please go ahead and do that. Uh, there are many jobs that are listed on there. Many of people who have actually found jobs through that, um, quite a few people have told me that they have, which is great. Uh, so I hope that um, if you are listening and you are part of uh, part of that crew, people that have been displaced by the COVID-19 layoffs and, and all that great stuff, uh, please go and check that out. Um, I have been, I have had confirmation that it does work. Um, in addition to that, um, I would also um, encourage everybody to go on to uh, that com to also check out our weekly uh, springboarded home series that we have running. Um, those that is on uh, every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I mean, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. So please go and check that out. Uh, and if you haven't, uh, you can also register for our. Uh, if you are a franchisor, you can go and register for Springboard, which is going to be virtual this year. Uh, so please go and check that out. Also on franchisors.com, the epicenter of all of the events and content that we do. Um, within uh, Springboard Young Conference, Unconference, and all of the like. So uh, really excited to bring this next interview uh, to you folks today. Um, this is going to be pretty technology focused, uh, so I hope that you all learn something. Uh, we have uh, the founder and the CEO of Modern Market Eatery, uh, Anthony, and we have uh, Anthony um, Peliacampo uh, on with us. And I told him that when I was on here that I was Probably going to butcher the name, but I think I nailed it. Uh, Anthony, thanks for uh, hopping on with us, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited to chat about one of my favorite topics as well, restaurant tech. Yeah, well, I think that there's uh, obviously a lot of interesting things happening right now, and many folks have really had to um, change the way that they operate quite a bit, and that has been either through the layout of the restaurant or through the way that orders are happening or really where they're spending their marketing dollars. But you know, lots of differences that we have. Um, and, you know, I, I had a stat that, you know, I had a stat that I think that your team sent over to me that I, that is honestly quite amazing that it says that as of August, 2020, nearly 80% of Colorado paced restaurants uh, originate through dinner, through digital in terms of the orders, which is kind of wild. And then prior to the pandemic, you guys were actually seeing 60% of those orders coming through digital. And so that's increased even more so and in, in, in during all of this. And so, I think that it's really interesting for us to kind of talk about, you know, that and what you guys are doing based off of those statistics, you know, some tech that you guys have um, to really help those people, you know, find modern market and become, you know, really interested in ordering it over and over and over again. But, 
you know, before we do, um, what I'd love to just learn a little bit more about is the brand in general. So if you wouldn't mind talking about, you know, how you came up with the idea, um, that would be tremendously helpful. Sure. Um, so we started Modern Market 11 years ago in Boulder, Colorado, and the company came about mainly to satisfy myself and my business partner's need for healthier food that was fast and affordable. Uh, we were both working professionals. Uh, I was an engineer and he was in finance. And we both ate out all the time. And we found ourselves, honestly, eating food that we would not eat otherwise, only because it was the only option available. And we came at it and said, gosh, why couldn't there be a restaurant that served food that we could eat every day, was the food we wanted to be eating, was fast and affordable, so it fit in our lifestyle. And then uh, hopefully would become ubiquitous. So when we traveled, there would always be somewhere to eat. And the example we always used is that, you know, when you drive down the highway, um, you know, there's always terrible food at the exits or you go to the airport, there's always terrible food there. You know, it's indulgent food really. But if you eat that every day, your health suffers. And what we wanted was a better option that was available everywhere for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and I mean, that makes sense. So, certainly. I, I can echo that. Certainly. And so, you know, not having any experience in the restaurant industry, um, we didn't know what we didn't know, but we kind of dove in head first and, and created a concept that was where we wanted to eat every day. And we built the first one in Boulder. And um, it turned out that a lot of other people, I think, had the same need that we had. And, uh, you know, we've enjoyed a fair bit of success. And um, now we've got um, 26 restaurants in four states and, um, you know, are continuing to expand and grow the brand. I love that. I love that. I think it's a. It, it's always really funny when you have people that are not in the restaurant space entering in, and they naturally want to make it a technology company because they see that the way that things have been running in the restaurant world previously, you know, seem a little backwards, and, and, and especially when you don't start in restaurants, very backwards. And so, I think that you guys certainly, you know, took that um, matters into your own hands in terms of you know trying to be where the customer wanted you to be in order to really grow the brand into what it is today. And I think that, you know, one, one thing that I kind of can evaluate based off is that you guys really run, you know, your company pretty similar to like an e-commerce or like a D to C, uh, a direct to consumer type of model, just in terms of the way that you are, you know, really marketing yourselves online, um, just because of how many orders you guys have coming in uh, through online instead of just kind of the walking traffic. And that's especially helpful now. And so, I, you know, I'd love to dig into, you know, the digital e-commerce side that you guys have set up because there's obviously, you know, quite a bit that you guys have in play that is uh, helping you guys to stand out during the pandemic. Sure. Um, I mean, if you go back in time, when we started the company, we actually, I think, had one of the first versions of online ordering that exists back in 2009, where you'd go to a very crummy website, place an order, and a fax would arrive at the restaurant. And then we would build the order from that fax. And we actually, around the same time, um, so this, again, this is 10, 11 years ago, we also had a, a nascent version of local delivery. And it was a similar Thing where a, you'd call a you'd call a third party company, place an order over the phone. They would fax a handwritten order into our restaurant, and then they would dispatch a driver all via phone, and the order would get delivered. And um, you know, we saw this early on 
it was obvious that there was a huge benefit to guests um, from this technology um, or this idea, but the technology wasn't really developed. And, you know, prior to Modern Market, I had actually helped my sister co-found an e-commerce company. And so I was, I've always been very familiar with the trends in e-commerce. And what we observed working in the restaurant space is that restaurants were, and still are, in my opinion, five to 10 years behind the broader e-commerce trends. And what we've seen happen in the last four or five years is that consumers want these digital experiences that really increase convenience, um, yet restaurants are still so focused on running a four-wall business, they don't have the expertise in-house to actually pull off the technology required to satisfy consumers' needs. And so what that results in is you've got a couple of gigantic players, whether that be um, you know Panera or Starbucks, doing a decent job with digital tech and dominoes, but then all the you know, millions and millions of um, other restaurants that are out there, you know, having white label technology that's all the same. And, you know, I was, I've often describe it is, imagine if all restaurant interiors were exactly the same other than the name on the door. And that's what mm-hmm. online ordering looks like for restaurants. And a few starting um, about four years ago, we were in that same boat with everybody else. We were using white label technology. Um, You know, you put your logo at the top and your online ordering is the same as every other brand. And we were able to make an investment into building um, a, a custom system that had a slightly different user experience that we thought fit our menu and our food better. And when we rolled that out, we saw an almost immediate 30 to 40% lift in just a matter of months in our online sales. And in talking to consumers, it became apparent that that lift was just because we made the experience better for people. They reordered more, they were more likely to complete transactions, they started, et cetera. And so in this lap, even going into COVID, our main strategic objective was how do we build digital a digital ecosystem that is advanced for modern e-commerce not advanced for the restaurant space. And so we said, you know, if you're a, you know, I, I use myself as an example um, and I'm biased because I own the brand, but, you know, I, the most frequent transactions I make in a month are actually my orders with Modern Market. It's not with Amazon. I order Amazon maybe once, maybe twice a month. I order from Modern Market once or twice a week. We have lots of guests to do the same thing. And so we said, well, geez, the e-commerce experience for Modern Market needs to actually be better than Amazon because we're using it more. And we use that as our inspiration. And we developed from the ground up a completely customized e-commerce platform. Um, fortunately, we rolled it out two weeks before COVID hit. And um, you know, it's really allowed us, I think, to shift seamlessly from a restaurant brand that performed some e-commerce into an e-commerce brand that has restaurants as end production points. And that's a fundamental shift in thinking um, of of how this works. But in our minds, it's completely aligned with where the puck is going and what um, I think diners want today, but especially in the future, um, is going to be important for successful brands. No, I completely agree. And I think that the way that you guys have set up your infrastructure is um, honestly quite interesting. And it's the way that we it's the way that consumer behavior is going not a hundred percent sure, you know, people aren't, don't really know if it'll happen for restaurants, but I think that it doesn't, I think it makes sense for you guys to try and pivot that way because it's how we do so many other things. And, you know, the less and less that we go to go shop in person, the more and more that our eating behaviors may change more than they already have today. And, you know, that kind of 
um, goes into a little bit about how you guys are really integrating directly with all the third-party providers, because that is um, truly the way that things are now. And some people kind of differ on their opinion on opinions on if they think that they should be relying solely on third party or if they want to establish their own delivery service or whatever it may be. There's differing opinions on this out there, as I'm sure you know. Uh, but I think that the fact that you guys, you know, integrate directly with all of those um, within your platform, you know, without really having that headache, I think is such a significant, you know, difference for the people that work there too, right? Because I think that the more, the more, the more third-party providers that you have, the the more confusing can often be. Yeah, I mean, a great example is on, on the importance of direct integration is just how complicated it is for our teams. You know, in the days of having iPads and you know, in all the restaurants, there were so many orders that failed or had errors because of just translation error between iPad and POS system. Then you move into the, you know, first version of integrations. And a lot of people are using third-party aggregation services for doing their integrations. I can say in our experience, when you move away from those third-party aggregators and you spend the time and energy to directly plug into the third party's API, we see a 20 mm-hmm. to 30% increase in sales from that third-party provider because there's all kinds of orders that are failing that you never see or hear about or create an error code that anybody notices. And the third-party providers, you know, any individual brand is such a small portion of their business, they're not incentivized to, to track that and pay attention to it. And so you know, the brands that can really understand that are the ones that are going to be successful. And you know, I, I think that this really COVID, if anything else, accelerated the inevitable shift to digital in restaurant land. And, you know, we're Mm -hmm. training guests that, oh gosh, I should expect to be able to order food. I should expect it to be able to either pick it up, get it delivered to my car, get it delivered to my house very seamlessly. And, um, you know, how are you going with any brand? How are you going to differentiate yourself from other brands in the space? I mean, right now we're competing in many markets against virtual only brands that only exist in the third party ecosystem. So we need a way to compete against them. We used to compete against them with beautiful store interiors that satisfied the dine-in guests. Seven years ago, that was 90% of our transactions. You know, in today's world, that's 20% of our transactions. So we can have the best in-restaurant experience possible. But 80% of our guests today are experiencing us digitally first. So how do we make that digital experience as compelling for that guest as we focused early on on making our restaurant interiors and that experience as compelling as possible? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that really goes hand in hand with, you know, something that I do want to dive into briefly, which is, you know, I, I used to, my background is in the tech space and franchising actually as well, Anthony. And, you know, one of my holding company for where I used to be back at FranFunnel, they owned a, they own a marketing agency that specialized in, you know, DC clients. And so this is something that was super familiar for me, uh, you know, this next point, you know, talking about how you guys are really doing incredibly targeted ads that are really trying to get people not necessarily, you know, they're sending you to in a specific item in particular and not in, in very specific ads based off of what your consumer tastes are. And the more that you order, the more that they're going to be able to figure out exactly what to, what, to, what ads to serve you. And I think it's so interesting that you guys, you know, have that type of technology behind it. And, you know, you guys use this really effectively. 
um, as well through, you know, selling the grocery boxes during the pandemic and all that great stuff. And it's a really interesting route to go because people are so familiar with that when they're shopping online. But, you know, the fact that that's happening in the restaurant world now is is really compelling. So would you mind talking a bit about that? Sure. So, you know, if the, the standard restaurant playbook for digital commerce is you create a, you're linking everything to the point of sale system in the restaurant. And so as you create e-commerce websites, you leave the main company's website, you go to an order dot, whatever brand it is website, you then pick a location and you select items that are basically fed from that location's database, you know, to the consumer. The problem with this is you are not, you are unable to, to your point, send somebody with an ad link directly to something they can add to their cart and purchase because you have to go through all these gates first to figure out where that person is, what restaurant they want to order from, et cetera. And we tried for the last few years to figure out how to accomplish that. Because if you look at e-commerce, if we, if you ran a direct to consumer shoe company, you'd be, your entire advertising model would be targeting specific customers and sending them ads for a shoe you thought they would buy. And you make it as seamless as possible so that if their search traffic is telling you, gosh, they're searching for shoes, you back the truck up on serving them ads for shoes you think will fit them, right? And you make it so when they go, when they click, they don't go to your website homepage and then have to spend 15 minutes finding a shoe they like. You send them an ad to a shoe and they add it to cart. They select their size and they add it to cart. And we approached our website development from how would you do this? And so we built an entirely... Um, from scratch, an entire e-commerce platform in Facebook React. And we what we did is we built it in a way that understood the, re- the constraints that exist for restaurants and how point-of-sale systems work, how third-party ordering systems work, all of that. And we built a system, though, that allowed us to make the e-commerce the system of record so that we would be able to serve you ads based on where you are, which restaurant's closest, what delivery ring you're in, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, I can say there is, as far as we can tell, there's nobody else in the restaurant space that can do this right now. But I think if we would fast forward five years, it will be commonplace because you have to be able to talk to people where they're at. A a bus billboard right now is not telling people that Modern Market is serving grocery boxes a ad that follows them on Facebook or Instagram is telling them that. That's a $70 transaction. So if we're spending $25 on acquisition cost for that customer, we can make the math work, right? But we have to be able to track it. We have to be able to send you to a link where you can buy that grocery box. And then we track all the data from that. And you know that's the system that we built. And it's interesting, you, know, you mentioned franchising. And I think this is one big uh, focus of ours is that as we start franchising, I think in the old world, if you were subscribing to a restaurant ecosystem as a franchisee and partnering with them, you were looking at what are their four walls? What do you do in the four walls, right? It's all about four wall economics. Well, now it's, I I say it's a five walled restaurant. Now we've added this extra wall that's digital and e-commerce. And how are you creating systems that are going to enable your franchisees to compete in this new world order. Because the reason most franchise Uh systems have such poor digital tools is because they weren't built from the ground up. It was all layered on top of what they were already doing. And that creates inherent limitations. And, you know, we really look at modern market as a digital company first because digital 
I mean, right now we have QR codes on our tables where you're coming in, scanning the QR code, and you can place the order and have it brought right to your table. So even if you're coming into the restaurant, you're using digital. Our menu board system is linked into our main menu system, which is linked to our e-commerce and the photography and the, the way items are presented. It all flows end to end. And that's really important both in present day, but you know, going forward, I think that's the holy grail, right? That's what that's how you're going to make a brand stay competitive, um, you know, in this ever changing landscape. And so, you know, we've really thought about how do we make that fifth wall as good as the other four. Um, and I think that's you know pretty unique in restaurant land. No, I, I certainly agree, and it, it, it kind of leads me to another question that I have. You know, all of this traffic that you guys are driving through your e-commerce platform that you guys really had the opportunity to build from the ground up. And you're right. I mean, a lot of legacy brands in the in the franchise world right now, especially within restaurants, are really really struggling to try and pivot towards digital. And we're seeing, unfortunately, that many of them are really not having a great time uh, during the pandemic at the current moment. And I think that you know, that is related to a lot of things and not being set up infrastructurally from a tech standpoint is certainly one of them. But I think another point that, you know, I know we talked a little bit on uh, a little bit offline about was kind of the idea of your loyalty program and what you guys are doing there to, you know, create repeat customers. And I think that one thing that e-commerce platforms do an amazing job of is obviously getting people to go back and buy clothing there or buy candles there again. Um, because they're able to serve those ads, you know, over and over and over again to you based off of the data that they have on you. And so I'm kind of curious how you guys are translating that and making, you know, in, in kind of turning, you know, a new customer into a repeat customer, you know, based off of all that you guys are gathering. Sure. Um, so, you know, for us, it really is about top of mind. And so how do you stay top of mind with the ex- how do you keep a restaurant top of mind for somebody? So when they think about, oh, it's Friday night, I need to order dinner for the family, modern market is in that decision matrix, or it's Wednesday at, at noon, I got to grab lunch at the office. How is modern market in that um, experience, in that decision matrix? So, you know, I think that's where digital can be really important because we can do things like we can see that, oh, you know, Johnny has ordered Wednesdays at two for the last month. Great. We can be serving that person ads, you know, Wednesday at noon um, to just remind them, right? And keep Modern Market top of mind. We can also say, oh, this this order always had a kid's cheese pizza in it. Well, let's serve them ads for our other family meal box options. I mean, you know, we're in our house, you know, virtual school started this week and we've got a little learning pod going on and we're using our burrito uh, kits that we're selling um, to feed this group of kids every day. And, you know, that's a great one. We can target ads. You can literally target an ad to people that are running learning pods, and then we can offer a discount to those people, right? And so there's just ways of using that digital data that we have on people, both frequency, order basket makeup, um, repeat order habits, et cetera, then targeting digital campaigns that really work on the individual level versus just blanket awareness ads in a market. While there's a place for those, um, you know, what I've observed, you know, we've done a lot of digital advertising in the last year, and it's stunning to me how many brands spend the majority of their ad budget targeting their own brand name. If somebody's searching modern Mm -hmm. market, us paying for modern market in Google does not drive an additional sale. 
the Google data that they would present to you looks awesome. And it makes it look like that's the most successful ad you could run because the intent to end up on modern market and order a website is incredibly high. Yet that mm-hmm. to me, it's an, an illustration of how unsophisticated the restaurant digital marketers are at present. I mean, there are so many more effective ways to spend that dollar that may drive a new consumer or drive an existing consumer to repurchase again. And so that's where we really put our time and energy is to figuring out which of those strategies um, are most effective. And, you know, we, we honestly have made some pretty big missteps and I've been, it's stunning how fast you can spend money in the digital realm and get no results. But the flip side is, as you evolve an A-B test and, and tweak the model, you can stumble across ways of presenting yourself that appear to really change the frequency with which guests order or the, um, you know, how you stay top of mind for them. Yeah, I mean, the risk, the risk reward for, you know, restaurant tech is, is they're both high, right? And, but I think that if you really land on it, then it really makes such a significant difference in, you know, the way that your brand performs online, which I think is really kind of the goal. And I think that, you know, there is one thing that we have not talked about uh, here, which is, you know, there is still an in-store experience, despite uh, what is going on with the pandemic. It still does exist and it's still required. But I think obviously that's changed a little bit in terms of what that means. And, you know, what I'm talking about really is kind of the way that you guys have evolved, you know, your curbside ordering and what you guys have done uh, to really, you know, ensure that the customer experience for that is as seamless as possible, both for the employees that you have working there day to day and the customers themselves. So talk a bit about uh, that experience and, you know, also what you guys have really done to change um, the ordering experience for that. Sure. So, um, you know, one of the, that was one of our big focuses during the pandemic was rolling, not only rolling out curbside, but making it as seamless as possible not just for the guest, but for our teams in the restaurant. So the challenge with this is that if you get a lot of curbside all at once, how does the team member find that guest? How do they how do they know that the guest is there, et cetera? So one of the tools we built was a two-way communication um, pro- program where if you place the order in the confirmation email was a number that you could click on and text, and you could text directly with the store team. And so we figured out a way to display that on iPads at the um, expo station so that, you know, you could say, hey, I'm arrived, right? And you could allow and you could allow the team to have that conversation or the guest could say, hey, I'm running 15 minutes late and you could make sure we, you know, keep their, their order um, cold or hot, you know, depending on what's appropriate. Um, so that was one tool that we built. Another one was integrating curbside directly into our kitchen display systems um, so that we would be able to, you know, not just have this iPad sitting there that wasn't connected to anything, but also having the stickers that print out for orders have that, hey, this is a curbside order. It's a blue Camry um, um, with license plate X or, you know, what have you. Um, And it's interesting because the technology that we built for curbside ended up being something we were able to lever for doing um, in restaurant order at the table. So, you know, substitute car color for shirt color. And all of a sudden you have a way to find somebody within the restaurant, um, you know, that, that placed an order digitally and, and then we bring it out to them. Um, so they avoid interacting with the team, you know, at the ca- at, or the cashier at all. So those are the, um, you know, those are the sorts of things we've been chipping away at. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I think that <laughs> there's, there's obviously a really hard, problem to solve um, as it relates to the in-store experience because it's going to be changed for for quite a while and we don't really know 
you know, what people are going to be looking for, because I don't even think that people know what they're looking for. So I think that trying to build technology that's going to allow you to be nimble is, you know, is paramount. And you guys have clearly done that. And, you know, I'm really happy that we had a chance to, you know, run through all of this. And it seems like you guys definitely have uh, the infrastructure to, you know, not only um, allow your employees to actually seamlessly run a location despite what's going on in the world, but also it's it's quite a bit easier for the franchisees to be able to uh, function just overall in terms of running businesses where the unit economics are going to be there. And, you know, most importantly, of course, I think that people might be kind of interested. And if you are a candidate that is listening, if you're a multi-unit owner that's listening, um, I'm sure that this is probably all pretty compelling to you. So, uh, Anthony, where can people go uh, to learn more about Modern Market or if they're in an area where there are locations uh, where they can go to order? Sure. So, uh, you know, modernmarket.com um, is the best place to go and find out information about us. And, you know, I suggest everybody go there and go through the transaction process because, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, we're pretty proud of it. And I think it's quite differentiated in the space. Um, and then, you know, if anyone's in uh, Colorado, Dallas, Austin, or Phoenix, um, you know, there should be a modern market near you. Um, so, you know, highly recommend everyone come check us out. We've got great food. Awesome. Well, uh, well, Anthony, thank you so much for the time today. And we really appreciate it. Uh, folks, if you'd like to listen to more episodes like this, uh, please go ahead and, and click the subscribe button anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And if you have questions about how to do that, uh, Ryan and I are both millennials, so we're more than happy to help you. Um, so thanks again, everybody, and really appreciate the time. And uh, Anthony, thank you for coming on uh, to the show for us. Thanks a lot. It was great. Cheers, everybody.